Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Talk Detectives podcast. My name's Daniel. It's your boy, Double H. We do the podcast every Tuesday. You hear it. No, we do it on... Tuesday. Yeah, we record on Tuesday. You hear it on Tuesday. If you're a Patreon, go check us out on Patreon. Um, check out the second podcast as well, Trap, Talking, Race, Africa, and People. Yes, sir. Um, that's on Spotify. You can get it wherever you listen to podcasts, though. Mm. Half footwork people get you? You see, you can get me on halfoffootballhot.com, but Elon Musk is a prick. I'm so happy that I'm on threads. You know, on my website, I have the Twitter timeline, mm-hmm. which is um, like embedded in the web website. This freaking moron, ever since he did the whole ellipse, how many tweets you can do, everything has been breaking up. So now that whole like um, end widget thing that you can put in the website, it's now messed up. It's like, how can you just walk into something and just completely ruin everything? I don't give a crap about your bomber's electric car. I don't give a crap about your bomber's SpaceX freaking space station you see and i want to say some different things but maybe that's for, that's, that's for, for the other pod bro oh so, yeah so I, I, nah, I won't. And, and also here's 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 the thing they are they they both have their nexus and everything but all i'll say is this Alice zuckerberg went to nigeria and walked the streets of lagos and and, and, and visited um tech people in nigeria have you seen the terms and conditions of threads though it's kind of wild. Like maybe that's what they all say. I'm pretending like as if I read terms and conditions. Bro, let's, I no, just we'll, I just we'll, click we'll accept them. and move on. Like I've probably given my firstborn to Apple. <laughs> the amount of times I've just clicked accept. Yeah, look, look, accept I click, look, but, but you know what I always do is like I'm like I'm I I have a an alias there. I hardly put anything that's really private in there. So if I'm not like who cares about terms and conditions because. I know how to separate my private life from the the, the, the digital world. So, mm-hmm. you know. By the way, the price of stamps has gone up. So it's now 51 cents if you want to send a letter, by the way. So Damn. even if you wanted to go old school, like it's two a dollar to send two letters. Damn. Like I, they're forcing us into digital spaces with yeah. these yeah. stamp hikes. It's like, God damn. God. I, I literally joined Threads. Because I hate Elon Musk and what he's done to Twitter, so it just it's just like <laughs> it's just spite, like like yeah, spite, it's you know yeah. it's complete out of spite. Like, listen, if Twitter was fine, why the hell am I on freaking threads? Why? Like, literally, like I only use Instagram for you know what. So really, oh. like, <laughs> like 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 Twitter is really the main jam that I that, that Persephone tax, Persephone tax. Yeah. Um. What 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 was I gonna say? Like yeah, I'm done with microblogging. Once Twitter tanks, like I'm I'm through. As as long as we're doing talking tactics, I'll make sure that there's a, a place for like us to post and all that kind of stuff. But oh, no, 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 but, once but, once once Twitter tanks, you're not gonna find at Daniel to look on a microblogging. Do, do you know place. do you know what the thing is? You know, I hardly ever go into the main timeline. I always go to my notifications. You need one though, because you're a YouTube. Oh, 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 no, so, I see. I have, so, so basically, and that's why. So basically, like on Google Chrome, there's a thing where you can tweet from anywhere. So you could just so while you're on like a certain page, you could just press this widget and you can just tweet. So I don't have to actually be in the app to mm. send out a tweet. So for me, I just go in there, have some conversations, and I'm like, to, to be embroiled into the whole social media thing, it will rot your brain. Because <laughs> guys, there the guys there who are stupid, stupid people. All right, so. One thing the timeline is good for, though, is transfer news. So Ooh. let's get into some transfer news. I want to start with Mbappe today because I've read that it, they said PSG are using all methods possible 
in order to get him out. <laughs> and I wanted to know what all possible methods means. Like, like, Wait, I, I mean, are, are we allowed to say it on, on here or go for it? No, I'm I'm not, I'm not saying anything. I don't want to incriminate myself. If if you're saying <laughs> old methods, then I'm like I'm not going to say all those methods. So. I was just wondering, like I was gonna, you know, throw it up with. I, I was hoping Carl might come and uh, we could actually discuss this. Pause. Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was hoping we might be able to un- uncover what does all possible methods of getting a player out entail. Does this mean like we have information on your personal life that we keep secret, like we keep files on you guys? So if you step out of pocket, we'll release them, make you train with the under 21s or something. Like, I don't, what, what do they mean? And they're not going to do that to Mbappe. The Prince of Paris. <laughs> when I hear the Prince of, I'm expected to hear Pan-Africanism next. <laughs> Dr. Uwar, the Prince of Pan-Africanism. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Prince of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, the Prince of I think, basically, here's the thing. PSG have to accept that it's over. This whole the project, everything is it's yeah. over. Like Luis Enrique, like I mean, the best thing you could do is just be a, be a team. Like no super, superstars, nothing luxury, and just build it like it's normal instead of trying to hyper fast track. What what else? What else everybody. can you do? I mean, okay, see for Mbappe, the nice thing to do is. Let's come to a cordial agreement for a good price. But you know what? The thing that I can't get through is, okay, so you say that we want to get something from him and we can't let the best player in the world go for free. You're telling me that PSG are starving and they need money. Really? Mm. You're telling me that PSG have to adhere to FFP within Uber Eats. So... That's why my, my thing though is let's let's give it a stack. PSG can afford to let Mbappe go for free. Of of course you you can. So there's no thing of like oh man you know like you know, the, you know we could get 200, 300, and 200, 300 million could really drastically change us. No, like your oil merchants. So this is about PSG and Real Madrid. That's what this is about. Mm-hmm. When Mbappe was got to go to Real Madrid and PSG got him to sign a two-year contract. That was a huge win. And it was PSG saying, ah, we are PSG and you can't bully us or walk over us. So for PSG, that was like a a, a win and a, and a dub over Real Madrid. So what PSG don't want is a situation where they lose Mbappe to Real Madrid. Because here's, here's the thing. I think the Neymar thing, that's, that's, that's all done now. Like, I don't even know what that situation is with Neymar. Because he's literally been in Miami all this time. And I'm like, is he still a PSG player? Is he still going to be for PSG? Last time that we saw him in France, there were a whole group, group of ultra fans waiting for him outside of his house. So that's a situation. I don't even know what's happening. Um, Messi, you already know that he's left now. So if you have a situation where Mbappe leaves, he goes to Real Madrid. Messi's already gone. We know that Neymar... He's already mentally checked out of footballer already. And he ain't going to be turning up in 2026. The last time we'll see Neymar fully is in the Copa America next year. After that, Neymar is, is done with football. And he'll now do extracurricular stuff. So, <laughs> like, effectively, it's over for PSG. Did you see that Neymar built, like, a pool in his house or some sort of something on his compound and the Brit- the Brazilian government was like, nah, you can't do that. But he did it anyway. Wait, wait, wait. Why not? <laughs> wait, wait. Why? why can't he has no rules. And, and I guarantee you, he's building the pool so he can get Instagram women over to his crib because he can't stop himself. Yeah. He's uncontrollable. Like his girlfriend's pregnant. He's cheap. Like Neymar's living a while, while. Like he's he's taking the Ronaldinho track. Like times two. And and, and and I say, and this is what people need to understand. Could people say, oh, you know, Neymar has one more chance in twenty twenty six? Nah, he has Brazilians post thirty, specifically um, superstar attacking players post thirty. It's over. So if you're Brazilian and you're a superstar attacking superstar. You either get that World Cup before 30 or you're not getting that World Cup. 
because <laughs> the nature of Brazilians, they're, they're not as professional as, let's say, what you're seeing with Messi, with Argentina or Cristiano with, with Portugal. Mm. They like to party, they like to enjoy. And that enjoyment and that party is what they bring to football. So once they fall out of love with football, that's it. You see, Messi and Cristiano, they view football both as enjoyment, but also as a profession which requires a level of professionalism. Mm. For Brazilians, it's like, I'm just going to use my skill to now say, what's up? Perfect. And have you seen the clip of Which Hazard? What, what happened with Eden? They are... So this was when he was at Chelsea and they are asking him that, wait, so Hazard, why don't you go into the gym or you do much gym work? And it says that it's not... foot. It says that, he says that it's football, not foot gym. <laughs> and it's like, you could almost apply that to Neymar where... Neymar is like, okay, I'll do this work because I need to do, do, do it. But once this thing stops being fun, mm. I'm out. So, okay, back to even PSG. PSG, you're the, that three-headed horse, effectively, I think it should be defunct by next year. I don't think this will happen. Let's just say, just for example, Mbappe leaves for Real Madrid this summer. Messi is gone. Do you still build that team around Neymar? Mm-mm, you can't. No, no. He had his he had his time. Like you gave him what? This is he. If, is this season seven of Neymar at Bar- at PSG since he left Barcelona, yeah. or is it season yeah. six? Either way, like you've had time, and you made it to a final of the Champions League. But you know, Coleman, I don't think you can try again. You have to get what you can get for Neymar. Is whether it's Chelsea, yeah, whether it's United, yeah, whether it's Saudi Arabia, wages. whether it's True. No, 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 no. But basically, the only place is Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I think that those are the only people who can afford his wages and yeah. can pay the fee. Because I think Chelsea, Chelsea, and well, we'll get there. They're not trying to be stuck up like Omar in freaking with the wire with Kaiseido. So either you 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 cut a deal with Saudi Arabia. Okay, here's the thing. Let me ask you this though: If you're Real Madrid. And you see, we have you see, we're going to now talk about Kane, so, we'll, so we'll, we'll, we'll actually get to Kane because this links into Kane very well. So, if you're Real Madrid, do you pay like 60, 70, 80 now, or just wait for Mbappé to sign a pre contract in January? Do you know what messes them up? Last summer, they were willing to pay 160 in the in basically the same situation, yeah. So, I don't think they can come to PSG and offer. A hundred million less than they were willing to pay last summer. Mbappe hasn't gotten worse. If anything, he's gotten better. But Pierre said and, that. And, 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 okay. and just lastly, we don't have Messi anymore. And Neymar, we don't know what version of Neymar we're getting. I think Mbappe is more important to PSG now than he's ever been. It's just they're caught between the rock and hard place of he's told us he's not coming back. So now we have to sell. But last summer was almost the same situation. Can Madrid come? This PSG aren't serious because they really thought that one more year of Neymar, Messi, Mbappe is going to win the Champions League. So they leveraged Mbappe last summer in order to make sure that he stayed. They even got the president of uh, France involved. Last summer was the summer to sell Mbappe. Because it was a new thing. Like now, I think people are sick and tired of it. But you could have gotten 150 to retool the team. But I don't. They're not serious. They're not serious. I don't know. No, because let's see. It's not a serious football club. And, Anybody and, with any and, brain and, will know oh, that. Just, oh yeah, go, so, okay. go for it. No, 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 no. Because okay, as you said, that's 150. You can get a striker that can now work well with both Neymar and Messi in behind them. Because everybody, and we all said this, Messi, Mbappe, and Neymar doesn't work because who is a striker? You see, can, the cannibal works with Messi and him because the cannibal is a striker. Mm-hmm. So you could really form that well. All it was, was, oh, these are just three really good players. Since they're really good, they'll figure it out. That's not how football works. No matter how good you are, you have to have a structure. There's got to be some brains with regards to what you're yeah, doing yeah, strategically. Yeah, 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 just quickly, can we add this piece? <laughs> what? They rejected 150 for Mbappe, mm. thinking if we keep Mbappe, Neymar, 
and Messi will be able to figure it out. Then they give the team to Christophe Gauthier. <laughs> I, my guy, the tear. <laughs> the tear, man. So, like, it's, it's, it's not as if you're giving it to Ancelotti or Pep or, like, Peak Mourinho or Klopp or some great all-time manager. Even Zidane might have been able to figure something out. You're giving it to Gauthier, a man from, I think, Lille previously or Nice or wherever he was at who thinks there's too many black players in the team and too many Arabs in the team. So (laughs) he said half the team is at mosque on Friday. I mean, I mean, (laughs) don't kill me. This guy's crazy. (laughs) What a cycle. (laughs) Yeah. Like again, they're not serious. You can't. So let's, let's say this was their last chance with these three. How do you give the team to this guy? Their last, what? Three managers? Is it Tuchel, Poch, Gautier? It's like devolution. Enrique would give the team to... If if this was last summer and you have Enrique, I think Enrique might be able to figure out that three. Because maybe he would just actually play a striker and force whoever to track back and you can play with two luxury players and a striker. But Gautier, who is he? Just some dude, man. No, okay, but... (laughs) It's it's failed, man. The product's failed. You've said it from time. It's a holiday camp. It's not a serious football club. It's just a, and, and, it's, and, and I think it's, that's it's, it. it's it's an extension of the Jordan brand. It, that's all it is. Yeah. Well, no, no, and, and you see, you have to for you have to take football seriously if you want to win. If you want to win, the way that you construct the team, it's got to be realistic and the issue with psg is they don't want to do the the real hard work this was the moment that i knew that psg were not serious this is the moment that i knew okay this is it it was total <laughs> this guy got you to your first ucl final and that final it was literally 50 50 you could have won and because he didn't get on with leonardo leonardo who has done nothing or contributed anything whatsoever and who you then sack him so, 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 once I saw this, I was like, okay, this, this just proves that you guys are not serious. And then you now go from Tukel to Pochettino because he's to play for you guys. Oh, yeah, he he gets PhD because you know he's one of PhD's former players. So he, bro, and he's Argentinian, P- so he can get with Messi. Like, come on, man. PSG was founded in 1970. <laughs> And I think that the way they are operating shows that, yeah, this this really does show that you were founded in 1970, <laughs> based on how you're operating. <laughs> They're just, I just think it's a brand, you know. Yeah. Do you know how it's 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 so much of a brand? And I'll, I'll always say this point, and we can leave it. David Beckham played 14 times for that club, and he's in their honor. They're like they're like <laughs> Hall of Fame. 14 appearances, one season. And because he's David Beckham, and it's good for their brand to be associated with David Beckham, he's in their Hall of Fame, their Ring of Honor, with like actual club legends in the club. It's just like, just... Yeah, no, no, no. They're not real. They're not real. They're not real. They're not a serious football club. And just, I said that was the last point. This is the last point. For Mbappe to be virtually stuck at that club for six, seven years, in, and this is his; these are his prime years that we're getting into yeah. now. It's a shame. It's just a shame, and I think most of his thing is posturing. I think he wants to be loved by the Parisians, so he's saying, "I want to come back. I want to come back. I want to come back." But really, he knows that he's he's putting PSG to the sword, basically, and like get rid of me because I'm not coming back. But outwardly facing, I want to stay. I want to fight for the team. I want to finish out my contract. That way, he doesn't have people showing up to his house in mobs or whatever. By the way, he's in Cameroon. Uh, uh, you've seen. <laughs> well, 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 I think he's left Cameroon now. I think. He oh, is it, uh, so he stayed for a week. Yeah. I <laughs> well, I saw, I I saw him with the hat and the garb. Yeah. I was like, oh man, this the, and, the, and and the tank and the I police saw, entourage. Yes. that's crazy okay when he's in Cameroon what do you think about ah man what could have been if Africa had their guys what could Guinea be what could Congo be and if or you're like it it is what it is we talked about this on the second podcast Um, oh yeah yeah. 
it, Mbappe doesn't exist without France. Yeah. So it's not as if you place same birthday, same parents growing up in Cameroon. Does Mbappe no. have access to the same systems and tools to create him to, that no. that make that that take his talent to create and create him to be or make him be uh, an all time footballer? Probably not, because those systems and training and coaches and everything are in France, because that's where most of the resources are that would have been in Cameroon or would have been in Algeria. So maybe Mbappe becomes a really good footballer for for his area in Cameroon. But he's not what he is now. No, no, no. Because that takes coaching, that takes talent, that takes resources and all different kinds of stuff. It, it really and truly it puts on display like the African talent that does make it must be exceptional. Because how do you make it from there to become a George Weah or a Yaya Toure or whatever or whatever the case may be? Like, what talent is in you that you can like? compete with those who have access to a Clairefontaine or what the Germans are up to. Like that's the real story. So when I, when I see Mbappe, I think there are millions or hunting, maybe not millions. That's, that's being excessive. No. There are hundreds of potential Mbappe's in Cameroon. If only they had access to French resources. He's one of the ones that got there because his parents did whatever they did. So no, like I, I, it makes me sad when I think about it. Not, I, I what, what could have been. Or what I was, nah. Yeah, no, because I just think that like, so for the people in Cameroon, like receiving him and they're being happy. I'm like, should you be happy? Should you not be happy? That's what it just seems because it's like, he, yes, he's half Cameroonian and he's now coming back to a place as part of his heritage, but he's French though. It's like when Zidane went back to Algeria. And then guys were going crazy, jumping up and down. I'm like, okay, it's cool. Yeah, he's going back to his roots. But he won the World Cup as a Frenchman and a guy representing France. I remember I talked to somebody from Algeria and they said, I asked the question and he said, Riyad Mahrez is more loved in Algeria than Zidane mm. because he actually played for us. Oh, yeah, make, oh, like, oh, yeah, like your, your, your heritage is your heritage, but the people who actually commit to us are the ones that we actually love. And that was his point. Now Mbappe might be a different story. Someone like who's like Eto's a bad example because Roger he's actually Miller? like the star, but Re yeah, Roger Miller. No, like those are stars. I'm thinking of just somebody who's in their team now. That's of, you know <laughs> what? We, <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we, we could use Onana. We could use Onana. Onana is going to be more loved in Cameroon than Mbappe. Because, as you say, it's going to be understood that even though his heritage is of us, he isn't. His heritage is, but he's not. He's French. Hmm. Onana is actually of us and he's playing for us. So there's going to be a little bit more love there. You know, even if there's drama in the national team, they'll probably be more angry at Song than they will be at Onana. Because, yeah. you know. Um, Anyway, you you said Kane was next. Yeah, similar situation. Um, Bayern Munich, what are you doing? Okay, here's the thing. I get it. How you negotiate is you go small and you go in high increments. But this is what I always say. Daniel Levy is not a regular person. He's not a regular dude that you're negotiating with. <laughs> He is not he's not picking up the phone for one call but less than a hundred mil. He isn't. Because see, what is the new offer? The What's the new offer, by the way? 80 million plus add-ons. So 80 million euros. So they came first with 70 million euros, it was rejected. Then they came with 80 million, that's been rejected again. They're getting close though. I think 90 is the number. No. No. 90 pounds. I don't know what that is in euros. That might be 105 or whatever it is. But No, no, no. It's not happening. Like, basically, I think... Basically, Levy is playing a very, very dangerous game. I wonder, if any, I, yo, just, just, I wonder if any offer that comes in euros, Levy's like, no, 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 no. It has to be in pounds. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was being xenophobic, man. Look, look, look Ken, Ken is staying. Ken is staying. He's not. He's not leaving. Sakira, Sakira. He stays. He stays, man. He stays. 
So no, you were saying that Levy is playing a dangerous game, and then I interrupted. So you've got this guy. I call him Angie Martinez. Your gamble is Kane scores loads of goals. His goals, his performances. If he can get us top five, add into the user with his new performance and get us top five, he goes for free. Hey, maybe it was worth it. But what if the adverse happens? You keep Kane. It's a way more competitive Premier League. Liverpool are going to be rebranded. Chelsea rebranded. Newcastle are already a threat. Look at what Brighton and are doing. So if you keep Kane, but you come seventh, you come eighth, you lose him for a free, you don't get the UCL money, you're out of the UCL, who the hell can you attract? Where is the money to now get a Kane re- replacement? So that is where is a big risk. But here's the thing. Let's say the quote-unquote good thing happens. You keep Kane, you get top five, you're in the UCL. You ain't winning the UCL. And once Kane now leaves for for free, what's your future? You didn't get any money from him. You'll eventually get knocked out of the, of the, of the UCL. That UCL money will eventually get run, run out. And what's your future? So, to, so it's, I think, Levy's ideal scenario, his ideal scenario, See, see, he has two ideal scenarios. One, <laughs> one, I, one ideal scenario is I get like a crazy amount for this guy. 120, 130. Yeah, baby. Kane, star player of the, of the Premier League, England guy. And I, and, and, I, and I got what I feel I'm owed for him. His other ideal scenario is Kane signs a contract extension, which I think is the most unlikely. But hey, you never know. Because if he signs a current extension, then this guy is really the biggest loser in planet Earth. I think this drags into August. And then we start getting bids from different places. I think Madrid might come once they find out that Mbappe's not leaving. And then maybe you might get the price up to 100-ish. And then once the price gets to the number that we all think that's the number... He doesn't sell because he doesn't think it's enough. That's my vision. If you'll allow me to steal a phrase, have what's the last time you had visions? Do you have visions anymore, bro? After after the <laughs> events of the last few months, man, I think my my my, my visions have taken a break. Ah, uh, that's that's old school, man. Have have hope used to have visions, man. He's that I'm, I'm having a vision, <laughs> <laughs> and they they were always wrong or yeah. rarely right. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> they gave Mason Mount number seven, bro. <laughs> oh, oh, we did. Oh, damn, so we did address that. Oh, that no, it happened. I think it happened the day after we recorded. So oh. yeah, Mason Mount is now Manchester United's number seven. Last week we talked about Mount basically the whole show, so I don't want this to be the whole show. But <sighs> and the videos were coming out. Of him and his dad in the United dressing room. Like, you know what? Okay, this this is what I think happened. I think I might have cracked the key. I think Mason Mount's father is a United fan, or at least he likes United a lot. So mm. it, it wouldn't surprise me if Mason Mount is making this move because of his dad. Because it came out that his dad had agreed personal terms with uh, United like a long time ago. Because I think his dad is part of his business entourage agent whatever because i and there was always news that came out tony mason this tony mason that the Mm. fact i even know his first david like he's he's out there for his son so the way that his dad was looking and that his dad would be there in the dressing room and all of that it made me think did he do this for his dad because his dad really likes manchester united so maybe that's that's why he's doing this is uh, at least partly is no, no, no. just just father son dynamics like my dad really loves united so i want to go to a place that will make my dad happy because I, my career is because of him anyway so that might be that might be something and i think that might be the key but no no that's but, just but, that's that's no, just no, my no. outside perspective but it's a lesson though it's a lesson of fanship so these guys ain't loyal man chris brown said it look what was it all for Lampard said that he's going to be future captain, made him captain after he was sacked the first time. 
Let me not um, Chris Brown as this. <laughs> so <laughs> everyone was like, Mount, proper Chelsea, proper Chelsea, Mount is the face of Chelsea, is the face of Chelsea. Only to now realize that he probably didn't love Chelsea as much as he think that he he did. And he and he tried to use that so-called love that you had for him as a leverage for a better deal. Mm. But obviously the Chelsea board weren't gonna budge. And it is what it is. So because here's the funny thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep on asking it. Nini, <gasps> if you're listening. We need why to get Nini. Where is Nini? We need him. to bring him on. He hasn't been on in a while. That's my bad. I should reach out. Yeah, Sorry. no, no. My thing is, Nini, why is that tweet still 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 pinned? He still has the the how oh, can what, you not love mounts? Yeah, how can people not love mount? He still has it pinned. Pinned, yeah. Oh, that, that that's not gonna go then. Like it's just there. Maybe he doesn't no, even think about pinned tweets. No, 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 oh, no, but no, that's that's what he said because I was like, because because we had like a back and forth, and he was like, look, I didn't even really think about this. But my thing though is, you're such a prominent voice of Chelsea, and you obviously have strong links with the club. So for any Chelsea fan to now go to your Twitter profile and the first thing they see is how can you not know, like Mason Mount, a guy who I've not seen him smile as much as that since he he lifted all that useful trophy in a United jersey. Come on, that's crazy. <laughs> because my thing though is he's gone. It's over. Everything about Mount, it's all done. It's all done. It's 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 finished now. Club why let me just try and get it through to people's thick scores here. Ninety-nine recurring percent of players. If you're gonna say recurring, you don't need to do all this. Yeah, well, I've got it. But it's it's it makes it a lot more like it's 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 first it's further the points better when you just say all the nines. So nobody, Totti, Gerard. Bart Simpson, Del Piero, Maldini, they are rarities. Bart Simpson's Philip Lom for new for new listeners. Yeah, but, yeah, but they are rarities. Most guys they move clubs. I don't like it in this institution. This institution's gonna offer me a better payday. Guess what? I'm out. And that's my prerogative. So um that's my thing though. Like you see, do you know Carefree Lewis? Chelsea. Mm. Like the Ethiopian dude? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's just been on this whole thing of, like, Mount is this, Mount is that. He's, he's a threshold. He's used to... Let it go, bro. And, and my, my thing is, why should he have any hatred for him? It's, it is well within his prerogative to move clubs. Like, there is nothing that states that if you sign it for a club, or let's say you're an academy player who signs for a club, you must love that club all the way for the rest of your life. No, that's yeah, not he how didn't sign a works. lifetime contract no. with Chelsea. No. So, do you know, it's just when you like a player, when you love a player, or if you like or love what that player has come to represent, when you feel as if they've betrayed that love or like, it easily turns into hate and just despising the person. Then, not necessarily, then, not, then blame not, yourself not necessarily because love. of them, but because of what you allowed yourself to believe. I, this is my own psychoanalysis, so I, I have no standing. I didn't go to school for this. But I feel like it's, you're mad at yourself for allowing yourself to believe a certain thing about a person. And instead of taking that anger or frustration out on yourself or just having time to reflect on what you allowed yourself to believe despite reality, you just take it out on the person that you believed what you believed about. So I, I think people deep down knew, or at least had a feeling that what the, the, the amount of love and, and, and just affection I'm showering on Mount, it has little to do with Mount. And it's more about me and my relationship with Chelsea and what I want Chelsea to be. So now that Chelsea is, or now that Mount isn't what you thought he was, instead of reflecting and thinking, man, like maybe Chelsea isn't, Maybe my relationship with Chelsea isn't what I thought it was. It's just like, man, fuck Mount, man. Because it's easier to just say fuck somebody else than have introspection about what you're actually feeling or what you felt. 
<laughs> and then and then, and then, and then Twitter and YouTube makes it very easy to just like you know he's a snake he's a traitor and just 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 lastly yeah. then you find community so there's a whole bunch of other people who feel like mounts a snake mounts a rat mounts a this like Rory Jennings and he's, he's a traitor it's like you just you you don't blame Mount because you got sucked into whatever Lampard and those men were selling. Mount never came out and said, I'm going to be here for life. You just believed it. Oh, no, no, but, but, but see, that's why, again, I always use this, this separation. The tribal fan and the football fan. For that tribal fan, the Rory Jennings, the proper Chelsea guys, it's not about football. And for these guys, they don't under, for them, they don't actually understand what club football is. Chelsea is their family. And the players that specifically the guys from the academy, you are guys who are part of this extended family. So you leaving is like if you are leaving a family. So, you're, so, so there's a deeper connection. You see, for guys like like us, it's entertainment. <laughs> you know, we are football fans. So, and we're football fans who understand the dynamics of club football, which is that a player can leave anytime they freaking want. It's like Hazard, bro. Everyone knows how much I, I love Hazard. Real Madrid come, okay, yeah, he's out. Okay. <laughs> so, and okay, and then people will say, oh my gosh, um, how could you go to a rival? I speak for myself. This is just me. I speak for myself. I don't buy into the whole rival thing. I don't. <laughs> like, I've never bought into, like, having this crazy hate. See, I've got my agendas and specific figures that I hate for specific <laughs> individual reasons. But for me, I... Don't force me to hate Tottenham or Arsenal because I'm a Chelsea fan. No, I don't mm-hmm. hate Tottenham or Arsenal. I don't. Why? Or because... no, 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 no. Why? <laughs> okay, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not a sheep. I, I, I don't. I don't follow. I have a freaking brain, and I've got agency. So him going to United. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. He, yeah. He, he is. Club football players are mercenaries but for some fans they refuse to accept that they are mechs no they are they're they're part of us they are the part of the family they're part of our community no they are mercenaries Ooh, do you know what's interesting about that is do you think that was always the case do you think, like, b- before the money in football became something that was completely outlandish to what to where ordinary people were? So I'm thinking, like, in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, they were still paid handsomely, but it mm. wasn't to the extent that it's like that they're in a different, they're, they're in a completely different stratosphere, and the football club was more of a community institution than it was a business entity that's outside of the community. You can even look at where a lot of the football clubs are situated, like Old Trafford or uh, Anfield, Stanford Bridge to an extent. Like they're in the community. They're not in on the outskirts. Like if you go to a football stadium in America, a lot of them are like in the suburbs. They're not even in the city. So like mm. you have like the Washington football team or the the, the best example is the, the Dallas Cowboys. Their stadium isn't in Dallas. It's in like Arlington or some other city. Like it's not in Dallas. But if you look at football clubs, they're in the heart of the community. As football has grown and increased, the football clubs have become less about community and more about business. And the players themselves have become more business orientated than they are about community. So what I'm asking or wondering is, is what fans feel any different to what they would have felt in the 40s, 50s, 60s? Where these are our these are our players, they're our boys, they're our whatevers, and they come from our community and they they represent us. I don't think the fans' mentality has changed too much. What has changed is the amount of money that's available means that players are growing up with community values that have really never left the fanship or the or the fans. They're coming at it like, I can go to Manchester United. I can go to Saudi Arabia. I can go to England. I can go to China. I can go to America. And I can make more money for myself and my family. What, what's the Igalo thing? <laughs> what he said, oh. would you rather have trophies or money? He was like, you can't buy groceries with trophies. effectively." <laughs> so I feel like 
in 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 I know fan, he's right. He's right. He's no, he's a hundred percent right. I feel like in fan circles or just in fans, I'll include myself. I'll include myself. Perhaps we still think about these players as members of our community because that's what they were for hundreds of years. Just people who had second jobs but were also footballers. But that the mentality within the stadium or like in the terraces hasn't caught up to what's actually happening on the pitch, which is these dudes aren't from your community <laughs> there. <laughs> and they'll go to another community in a heartbeat if what that community is offering is better than what's here. So I wonder about that. Just like oh no, oh no, no, I said no, you're right. Like look. Fans are still living in, you know. 80 how, years ago, when the game how, isn't it, what it was 80 years ago. For a lot of these Chelsea fans, how do they become a fan? Father, it wasn't because uncles, of a player. It's because yeah. their first memory was their dad taking them to a Chelsea game. Their dad's dad, his first memory game, dad's dad, dad's dad. So there's just a trajectory of a timeline where their first memory was your father taking you to a Chelsea game. Mm. So it was deeper than your favorite player or the FA Cup game. No, this is like a large part of your life. And this is something that actually connects you to your father. Um, so so that's because what's it called? I remember it was um yeah, like I think yeah, Daniel Jones or you know, one of the guys, you know, of mm-hmm. the football hot community. He said, like, you know, him and his dad, you know, they didn't really have much in common. But he said that's one thing they had in common was Liverpool. And that's actually what's brought them close together was Liverpool and mm. was like a good thing for them to be to actually connect. So that thing is a very deep thing. So once you now realize that the kind of connection you have to that club is very, very deep. So it's actually impossible to get them out of it. <laughs> it's impossible. They're stuck. So let me see. What's going to be interesting now is yeah. So Rhys James's dad was on a podcast. I was just and, about to bring. Bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. you read and, my mind. Go for yeah, it. Yeah. And and he, he said that obviously when Chelsea were losing games, it it really really affected him, and he was very much unhappy by all the results. And he says that one of his dreams is to be the captain of Chelsea. So with Mounts gone, like the face of Chelsea is Rhys James. Like he he is the face now. Mm. So if he does commit, and we know what the trajectory is. How would these people now react to Rhys James now being on that path of being captain? Or are we still going to twerk for Conor Gallagher? Do you know, I was thinking the trajectory of Rhys James isn't to stay in Chelsea. So is his dad setting him up? By making Rhys James, like, we're not hearing this from James, we're hearing it from his dad. Mm. on a podcast why is your dad on a podcast that was my question like i wouldn't want my dad on a podcast talking about my career but Mm. if dad wants to go on the podcast cool but don't make it seem like chelsea is my end all be all a b c d all the way to z because what if real madrid come what if barcelona come what if psg pull up with the brinks truck or Bayern come and what if that's more lucrative or a better project than what's happening here now I have to stay because my dad said and told everybody I want to be captain of Chelsea. Or what if I am captain of Chelsea and they come? And what if I want to go play with Vinicius and Mbappe and whoever's at Real Madrid at the time? What if I want to go play with Jude? What if I want to go? But dad said, I got to stay because I'm captain. No, I'm going to go. But then the fans will then turn on him like they did on Mount. Because we're not living in reality at this point. We're just living in, oh, we just, it's a Chelsea wonderland and everybody wants to play for Chelsea and live in Stamford Bridge and sleep on the pitch. And no, it's not like that. (laughs) It's, this is a business. They're transactional. Like it's, it, there's, there's no community anymore except the community you find outside of the players. You find it in the stands. You might find it in the pub. You might find it all over the world where people go to watch the games, wherever that's where you find community. But the, with the players, no, 
the players, you swap them out. It's like ultimate team. Like the badge stays the same, but the faces change. So when I saw that, I was like, no, dad, no, 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 uh, uncle. Like, don't do that to Reese, man. Because you're setting him up for the same hate. And it'll be 10 times worse for James than it was for Mount. Because of who he is and what he looks like. Just lastly, and, 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 and you made the point about Gallagher. If Chelsea fans come to the realization that James is the guy that's next, and you break down some of the, the hurdles that would be in their way to say, okay, it's James. The amount of work that that would take to do for then for him to then do what footballers do would feel to them as if like some next level just betrayal. Because I, I, I sacrifice what I actually think in order to believe in you. <laughs> like that, that level of psychosis, psych- I, I'm not capable of, of doing that. That's, that's not my remit. I might have to, I might have to bring Paul on in order to talk about how people think in that sense. But yeah, you, I, I, I just don't want Reese James to get set up with the same okie doke. Cause I've seen the full court pressure Madrid are putting on the boy. And I wouldn't blame him to go be Madrid right back after Carvajal leaves. I wouldn't blame him because that's the better place to be. But if you're a Chelsea fan, you don't think there's a better place to be than Chelsea because Chelsea is your everything. Well, and, and, but, but, um, and I think that's why the moral of the story is stop emotionally investing in all of these players. But as I said again, <laughs> it's a moot point because they'll keep on doing it because you're right. Everyone knew the hazard was going to go. He was too good. Like, when you're of a certain level, Real Madrid are going to come calling and you've got to go. Like, this is Manchester United, big Manchester United during Fergie. Even they knew that we can't skip Cristiano. And once Real Madrid come calling, it is what it is. He's got to go. So, you see, the only thing that they're counting on is... Rich James is English, and English people don't tend to want to leave England. And English players believe in the bubble hype of England as a sense of the universe. So rather than Cristiano, who is Portuguese, Hazard, who is French, Bill, who is Welsh, for them to be like, yeah, look, I'll go. But they're canceling off, no, no, you're English, so you really understand that, no, 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 it's really about Chelsea. But we live in a whole new world and in a different world. And if Rich James can get over his injuries, and continue to develop, and he's arguably the best right back in the world. And Real Madrid come calling. You're not going to be like, oh, you betrayed us because you went to Real Madrid to be their right back. Come on, get. I mean, get if you. You've got to get real. You've got to get real. Yeah, you, you have to just accept how football works. But people, they they, they don't want to. No. Um. So De Gea has left Manchester United. Um. Mm. What do you think's next for for David De Gea? You think he goes back to Spain? Where do you, Saudi, where, I'm here in Saudi Arabia, man. Saudi Arabia, the like, that, Jesus, they're the boogeyman. This is, everybody's getting collected. Bro, <laughs> generational wealth, man. Lu, Lu, generational I, wealth. I, I heard Lukaku has is Chelsea's trying to sell Lukaku to Saudi Arabia. No, 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 no he wants to go to Inter. Yeah, he wants to go to Inter. So that's interesting. Um, as per the Quetzal, while we're on Chelsea, I guess would be the way to go. Um, hmm, how do I ask this? Do you? Oh, do, this is this is it's it's not even a question, but just a, a congratulations. So, I watched your video about Aspilicueta, and hmm. was was this the one where you said that you were wrong? That you? Yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was this one. Ish, wrongish. Um. And I was like, is he is he gonna find the way to say what he's actually saying or what he actually means? And you 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 did this pause like, yes, I got it. <laughs> and then I was like, hopefully he 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 comes up with a way to say it. And you did. So this is the congratulations. Aspilicueta is not a football legend, but he is a Chelsea legend. There's a difference between being a legend at your club and being a legend of the in the game. Yeah. So so Chelsea fans again because very myopic and you might see them on your timeline or they might at you Chelsea uh Quetta is a legend he's a legend he's a legend he's a legend with in their mind because Chelsea is the only thing that exists or is worth thinking about they mean he's a legend for Chelsea 
some might actually think he's a legend of the game, and maybe that those those who you argue, but generally, I think people are saying he's a he's a Chelsea legend, the same way they would say Mikel is a Chelsea legend or Branislav yeah. Ivanovic is a Chelsea legend. You, they're not legends of the game. Those are for you know Pele, Maradona, Ronaldinho, Ronaldo, Messi, that echelon of players. Aspilicueta is he's a Chelsea legend. He's been captain of winning teams. He's won the league. He's he's won everything there is to win. So I was hoping that you found the words and you found them. So congratulations. <laughs> oh no, no, yeah. I think I just because it's funny, I I came to the realization during the video, mm-hmm. which is always so good for it to happen. Because for me, I was like, wait, how am I gonna actually get around this? Because I'm like, I can't he's not I can't see him as a legend, but no. and then I was like, oh yeah. And those are two very different things because mm-hmm. you see, club legend is more about longevity. It's more about consistency. It's more. It's more about you're always there in every game. You're always putting a seven out of ten. You're always you're punching in and punching out. Very few sick, sick days. Monday to Friday, nine to five, you're there. Sometimes you're even there till eight or nine p.m. Sometimes you're even there on weekend, Saturday, Sunday, but you're always in there punching and punch out. That's as to legendary status. Consistency is not a big thing for a footballer legend. It's not a, a, a big thing. How consistent was freaking Ronaldinho? Did you? Zidane was not a consistent player. So for a legend of the game, it's about moments. It's about your impact. It has nothing to do with consistency. Nothing at all. But for a club legend, consistency is a massive, massive, massive thing. Mm. So, yeah, that the 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 dependability factor. It's a word though. Would you call Cristiano a Man United legend? Yeah. You see, my thing, the only thing he's missing is the consistency and length of time. See, he's got everything else. So my thing is that, because I feel for a club legend, you need that consistency there. But Cristiano is an anomaly because you are so exceptional. You are so good. You make up for not spending the long amount of time. So, so uh, we we could use United and we could use the same position. Gary Neville is not a football legend. Mm. They might try to tell you he is <laughs> Wait, <laughs> because who? he's on Sky. A madman, but he's not a football legend. But what he is, he is a Manchester United legend. And yeah. if anybody wanted to argue that from United, no, nah, he's a legend. He's a legend. I would get it because what he what he did over a course of was it twenty years almost. For for your cl- like that gives you the legendary status. Would you call Jamie Carragher a football legend? Probably no. not. Probably well, not. Probably hell no. <laughs> but he's a, <laughs> but he's he's a Liverpool legend. Damn sure a Liverpool legend. Yeah. So that's that's the status where Aspilicueta is. And I would I could make the argument that Aspilicueta was better at his position than never was at his. Mm, yeah. I could strongly make that argument. And Aspilicueta had the capability of playing left back, center back, DM. So. He was he was a useful player for Chelsea in a team that won everything there was to win, and he was captain. So there mm-hmm. you go. Um, last thing, Pep destroyed German football, according to Bastian Feinsteiger. Your thoughts? It's it's it's, it's a complicated one because Ooh. this is he's partly right, but at the same time, you can't lay lay all the blame on on Pep. I always say that it's a you don't have to follow Pep. You make the choice. So when I see De Gea playing out from the back, I ask why. Why is De Gea playing out from the back? Well, you know that he's not good with his feet. Why does he have to be good with his feet? He doesn't have to. But because you're, you're trying to follow Pep, boom. Germany, why are you going into a World Cup with Havertz as your frontman and a dude called Fulkrug? As your alternative strike, respect, bro. Didn't he it's score? Like, no, Paul. No, that's his name. Like, especially if like your out and out natural striker is a dude called Full Crew. No, 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 no. You just said it like how Stephen A. said, like Medvedenko, Russian. <laughs> well, that's his name. His name is Full Krug. So that's his name, the Krug. And and Havertz will tell you that he's not a striker. Thiago Splitter. So, that's how you said it. But but it wasn't. But like, because I was watching um, on YouTube, they have this YouTube video of like all the goals from 06 World Cup, 2010 World Cup, mm. 2014 World Cup, all to World Cup. And I was like, man, Germany used to have strikers like um, Older Muller, Bierhoff, uh, Rudi Vola, Klinsmann, Closer. They had, and this way, strikers in the very traditional sense. Gomez. You could throw in Gomez in there. But 
to now go from that to full Krug and Havertz, that's a crazy downgrade, bro. <laughs> like one guy is called full Krug, one other guy is not a striker. So okay, so is do you think this? So that's Pep's fault. Is is it that? Blame adds a negative connotation. So Pep can only do what Pep does. So you can't blame Pep. Pep is like a, um, he's like he's a, he's a cause. So, but he's not the guy that's saying that's okay. You must not play this way. He just came, did his philosophy. Then the spotlight is the German FA, German coaches, the whole setup. So and see, this is what we need to do. See, I don't know what the answer is because I'm not in in Germany. It's either one of two things. Either those coaches are telling us nine-year-old, 11-year-old, 14-year-old, yo, come out of the box, play out with the midfielders and everything. So mm-hmm. go against your natural nature to be, to be a striker. They're coaching the greed out of them. Isn't so that they, what so, Wenger so, said? So yeah, so either you, they're coaching at them or as what happens, you're just in a bad cycle, which happens. You're just in a, in a bad cycle where you're not producing strikers. But why I push back is... How many really good strikers exist in the world right now? So, 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 my theory is, kids these days don't want to be traditional strikers. Kids these days are looking at football, looking at players, and they're looking at Benzema, they're looking at Kane, looking at Lewandowski. But like, no, being a traditional striker—that's that's archaic. You've <laughs> you've you've got to be a good foot, footballer, play deep, move around, be a lot more mobile. So I think kids are mm. like they don't want to be traditional strikers. So. My theory is, and oh, just quickly. So let's let's not forget the Pep point. Mm. I think it's interesting that you might say Pep ruined German football in terms of the like the style of play when Pep had Lewandowski, and then he went to Manchester City. He had Aguero. Then he didn't have him for a season. Then he he's brought in Haaland. Pep, I, is it? Other than the Barcelona team, which makes sense because, you know, they had the Spain connection and the tiki-taka, whatever that was. Since then, he's generally always had like a proper number nine. Maybe how he uses him or them are a bit different. But there's generally a striker in the team. Like a goals, like an out-and-out goal scorer in the team. So, I don't know. Maybe Pep gets too much credit for deviation. Um, but to your point about where are the strikers... Um, my theory has always been ever since we got the lone striker system, where we're basically, uh, what, what, when, what year would you say like 4 4 2 went out of style? We'll say like, no, no, oh, no, oh, wait, so no, basically 2006, seven around there, like that's no, no, when we started no, seeing more, when, more, yeah, more when lone striker systems, yeah, when Spain came through, yeah, like Spain came through. around there before then. Okay, how would I word this? Normally, the academy plays the same system as the first team. So this is – I don't know if this existed in the 90s, but now that's what happens. If a team plays 4-2-3-1, the, the academy system will play 4-2-3-1. That way, if somebody emerges who's a good uh, central attacking midfielder, they'll be able to plug into the same tactics in the first team if they emerge. That's generally what happens. So if you have a bunch of teams who are playing 4-3-3 with one striker – the academy system will play 4-3-3 and you'll have your DM, two central midfielders, two wide players, and one striker. But if you go back to the 90s, early 2000s, the the players who were in academies would have been playing similar tactics to what the first teams were playing. And generally that was 4-4-2 or 5-3-2 or j- j- two striker systems were, were what it was. When you're playing a two striker system, that gives you, what is it, 100% more chances of creating strikers because you're playing a two-striker system. So one of them might actually end up being a Harry Kane, a Lewandowski, a Suarez, a Benzema, a Drogba, like uh, Ibrahimovic, because you're playing systems that dictate that we're, we're, we're playing with two. Now that we're only playing with one, and now that one maybe. Now, now, maybe this is where you blame Pep because false nines, different things. Like maybe mm. we could do something different with that nine position instead of being a greedy six foot three, just 
kick the ball up to him and hopefully it sticks. Maybe we can put a midfielder type player there. And that's how, instead of making Havertz being like some greedy, close Gomez type, maybe he just becomes, he has the same build as them, not the exact same, but you know, he's tall enough, but maybe he plays more like a midfielder now because we're coaching him that way. So I do feel like there's something in academy systems and I'm generalizing because I don't have the evidence in front of me that because we aren't playing two striker systems in, in most teams, like the only one I can really think of of note is Inter that plays with two strikers. Other than that, I can't think of one. Um, but because that's the case, you're less likely to produce a top number nine because you're, you've cut in half the amount of children who are going to be asked to play number nine. Yeah. So that ha- for me, that has to be part of it. There's a reason you can look at, you know, the, I mean, bro, the amount of strike partnerships we grew up, grew up on is crazy. We could sit here and list them for days. Cole, yeah. York, Good Johnson, Hasselbank, yeah. Rooney, Tevez. Like, we could just sit here and name them off for, for days. We don't, we don't get strike, strike partnerships anymore. Wait, wait, not wait, even on. bad ones. We don't even get the bad ones. So you're not repping Lukaku and Lataro Martinez? That's the only one. That's the only one. And it, 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 add, add Jekyll in there. But we don't get that anymore. It's just lone strikers. You could blame maybe Ibra, Drogba for like, oh, man, you can actually survive with just one striker up there? Okay. <laughs> but... <laughs> That has to be why the 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 number nine is is. is I'm not also, I'm, I'm, but but see, this is this is maybe like for a difference thing because I don't think we we have time on this app. Yeah, yeah, we're almost done. Yeah, like Pep, I he's taken the fun off of football. He's he's ruined football. See, he's ruined football. German football, I think, but in terms of ruining the fun of the game and how entertaining the game is, he's ruined it because the game being so midfield heavy and focused on possession and keeping hold of the ball and being risk averse, it's made games less entertaining. Because again, as you just made the point, if you now have that extra striker, you you now have one less midfielder and one extra striker, that means that you now have to be much more direct. Mm. And that ball has got to be fought. See, if you have that extra midfielder, there's now that there's that extra man in midfield, so you can take the extra pass and the extra pass again and again. But if you now have one less midfielder and the other guy is now up top, you've now got to be much more direct. So the games back in the day, they were faster and quicker and and far more riskier. But this in, is in how but, guys but, were moving the ball. But this is why three five two gets its gets its merit. Because you take, <laughs> you rob from the defense to add to the midfield. So instead of four four two, you take a defender and you play three five two, and that way you can keep the numbers in midfield while still having your two up top, and just hope that the three plus the wing backs can create something that's hard to break down. That's an interesting one, you know. Like that's how you can create your two strikers and keep bodies in midfield. But generally, yes, like. The emphasis on winning midfield, which I think is the right emphasis, because that's normally where the where the game is won or lost. If you can control the middle, you control the other two parts of the pitch. Mm. Um, it's the right intention. It just does make the game a little bit more boring when oh, this team has eighty percent possession yes. because their midfielders are just no. way better. <laughs> it's like if if you played with more aggressive st- attacking styles. You would then create games that are way more back and forth. Um, no, no, but 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 that was the beauty of the UCL final. Mm. Like what the UCL final showed to me is that ah, no one will ever crack the code of football ever, ever. Like Simone Inzaghi tactically beat Pep. City won the game because they had Rodri and Inter had Lataro Martinez and Lukaku. Mm. That's why City won. But Simone Inzaghi, he tactically got Pep. And what Simone Inzaghi was doing was from 1994. <laughs> what he was doing was that is from back in the freaking day, where this is just old school, regular wing backs, pack the midfield, two strikers, just from back in the day. So, this whole back in the day, so called archaic dinosaur caveman tactic, pretty much nullified and sussed out the new wave modern 
um, super five-dimensional Pep tactic. But Do you know what's interesting, that, though? Do you know what's interesting, though? Mm. Pep's tactics, at least recently, are a version of something that was prevalent in, like, the 50s and 60s, I think. Like, the WM. Mm. Like, that's... What's the saying? What's old and forgotten becomes new again? So, basically, like, there are things that, like people were doing in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, that because we don't do them anymore, some coach can do them now. And it's like, oh, man, he's revolutionized and come up with some next-level brain thing. It's just that maybe, and I'm certainly in this camp, I don't know the history of football tactics to uh, to to an extent that would like I could write a book or something about them. Mm. So I, the WM apparently is something that like Hungary used to do back in the days. I think that's the Pushkas international teams. I think like he, how he was scoring all those goals. Like that was him. I might I might be wrong on the names, but um, yeah. So maybe you have to go to like what, what were they doing in the twenties and thirties <laughs> in that's order crazy. to figure out like what the next evolution is. Um, but yeah, like that. I think you're right. Like the the because there's 22 people on the pitch, the combinations of things you can do will never end. So s- somebody will figure out a way to beat Pep. But the thing is, and we can end it here. In Zagi, his tactics were for a one-off match. Yeah. How do you beat Pep over the course of 38 games when all you, the teams you, are you, different? You, you can't. You can't. That's that's the thing. No, no, Pep's time. Like Pep is the is the greatest league manager of all time. Give Pep his players and so forth. You can't beat him. You can't beat him in the league. Like, but you, in a you're cup, never going to get as many points as him. Yeah. But uh, but in those one-off finals, one-off you games, them, you can give him trouble. Yeah. But still, <laughs> when you have Silva and those guys, like they'll 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 create something. Anyway, this has been the Talking Tactics podcast. We thank you guys for listening. If you guys know tactics better than us. Send us what what is the next evolution that you would like to see? So send that to us. I don't know. Give us new formations that we should think <laughs> about. Um, yeah, I'm at Daniel to look half hope half hope half hope football.com, right? Yep. Yes. But without my Twitter because of Elon Musk. Talking tactics podcast, sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always soccer ball. Okay. Peace. Shout out to the Americans, <laughs> man. Peace out. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.